All right, here we are, another episode of the Edtrex Podcast. I'm Quinn Henderson. Matt Winters. And we have a guest with us today, and it is Brandon Burnett. Brandon, go hey. ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, guys. Brandon Burnett. I uh, am a chemistry professor here at the local university. Happy to be here with you guys. Well, we're happy to have you. And which local university would that be? Weaver State. There you go. Yeah. Um, how long have you been there for? Uh, so I'm finishing up my third year, and before that, I was uh, I taught for a couple of years down at Snow College, um, down in I don't know middle of nowhere, <laughs> and I was on the distance campus, so it really felt like the middle of nowhere. But so I've been five years uh, in teaching higher ed outside of uh, grad school. Nice, yeah. So we we there's a whole big discussion right now in education about the idea of STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and math. But now the addition of arts into it, so steam. Yes, which makes me always think it's going to be like some sort of like steampunk thing. Yeah, I wish it was like kids wandering around wearing clocks. Which like, I feel, I feel like it would be better that way because steampunk kind of seems like an artsy slash like techy yeah type of environment. Yeah, why can't it be though? Well, we need to find out what P U N and K would be. <laughs> I guess and, we would. And, uh, People, I'm to think, but people, no. <laughs> unicorns, <laughs> Neanderthals. I'm just yeah, off the know. top of my but, head. But so. Steam's a really hot thing right now. The yes. idea of integration of science and that and art and figuring out how to do it. And recently, you taught a class on Steam. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Yeah, so um, I, I mean, grew up, I guess, um, you know, with STEM being a big importance. Um, and obviously, I really like science and. And went that route. Um, but, you know, when I first started hearing about, you know, the inclusion of the arts, like I just, I really enjoyed it. I really like that arts is included in there. And I think that that's really valuable. Um, so anyways, I, I taught this uh, last semester an honors class uh, called the chemistry of art. And this, uh, this class kind of came about because I am really bad at art but I really appreciate it being so heavily on the science side so everything you know in my mind likes to have really rigid rules and explanations and so when I would you know go go to art museums or or you know even around town um and I'd see just like this amazing chaotic art I was like man that's that's kind of cool. Like I, I don't understand it, and it's so far out from me. So, anyways, uh, when I started at Weber State, um, we were actually at a, a new faculty retreat, and I was standing in the lunch line, um, in front of this uh, uh, lady, and we made introductions. And I said, "I'm Brandon from chemistry," and she said, "My name's Diana, and I'm visual arts." And I'd had this idea, kind of in the back of my brain, of can can I do something like this? A science art combination, and so we just started chatting over lunch about how that could look, and and we decided that chemistry and art would be a really good kind of uh, case or kind of a uh, cool way to to bring these two things together. Because um, as it turned out, as we learned more and more, uh, you know they 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 need each other. Chemistry and art do, and they play really well off of each other. And so we, we started developing it, and it honestly was the coolest class I've ever taught, and I can't wait to teach it again. Are you teaching it again? Yeah, so uh, we're going to teach it either 
um, with the honors program again, or we're trying to make it um, into a, a larger uh, Weaver State general ed class. And so either it'll be housed in the honors or it'll be um, just a gen ed class nice. uh, in the future. But yeah, we definitely are going to, I don't think I can not teach it. So if I'm a student in that class, what do I, what do I expect? Uh, expect to feel very awkward, uh, especially at the beginning. So we uh, so so the whole idea behind the class was uh, we 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 started this thinking like how can chemistry service art and how can art service chemistry like how how do those things uh, help each other? Um, but then we we tried to take a, a kind of bigger holistic approach. And, and say, all right, on top of that, how does art and chemistry or, or physical science really um, help uh, together to promote like a, a larger topic or idea? And so, you know, we, we looked at, um, you know, communicating science to uh, like to, you know, mass people. How, how can you uh, visually communicate it? Um, you know, how, how do you do that? So, so we, uh, we started with this group of students, we advertised both in the visual arts building and the science building. And I thought that there would only be chemistry majors who were, who were like fun enough to try and do a little bit of art and like art students who maybe, you know, wanted to learn a little bit more about the stuff that they were using and, and kind of wanted to dabble in some of the chemistry, but we had students from all over, um, campus try and so no one was comfortable like uh the science heavy people were uh very not comfortable with trying to express themselves visually the visual arts whenever i said anything about any element or any molecule or anything like that you could just see them kind of fidgeting in their seats and honestly uh i and and, and diana were really awkward and uncomfortable at the beginning too because you know, we, we just felt like, all right, now science time. So I'm going to talk and then we're going to do art time and you're going to talk. And, and so anyways, um, but what was really cool was seeing all of that kind of break down and all the students like start learning how to think creatively about scientific topics that are important to them personally or, you know, larger, uh, things that might be important to like the community or, or, you know, the nation. And so, um, and then on the teaching side, you know, we started feeling a little bit more comfortable, uh, you know, like I giving artistic critiques to students when they were drawing or painting and, and then, uh, uh, Diana to, you know, give her input of like, you know, when we're talking about this scientific idea, how that kind of relates to the art side. And, and so it was kind of really, really interesting. So we had students, they'd learn a certain topic, they'd learn a certain idea in the chemistry, and then they'd um, also learn some techniques for the art. And then we'd like have these big capstone projects where they'd have to uh, uh, draw or paint or sculpt or make some sort of project and the and the uh the subject matter had to be science related so mm -hmm. they had to find something science related and then they had to express it and it was just really really kind of crazy to see all these people so uncomfortable and then kind of everybody just collectively be like all right that's fine we're all just going to be uncomfortable and like kind of build together and then at the end of the semester 
see the science students say, you know, I've never made any art. I never thought I could do art. And I'm really proud of this thing that I made. Mm -hmm. And then see some of the art students say, I really want to take a science class. And I never thought that I'd ever want to take a science class. Yeah, that, that's really cool. <laughs> it's almost you have this social experiment that you had that you didn't plan on. Yeah. Um, and everybody's stepping outside of their comfort zone, mm -hmm. which we've talked about this yeah, a lot absolutely. before, Matt, is when you're outside of your comfort zone, how much you learn mm -hmm. and how much you're exposed to. Actually, we were having a conversation a little bit about that last night, about yeah. being outside of your comfort zone, put, it, put you in a place to be open to kind of some new ideas. Yeah. And that's cool. Those art... Art people taking science classes or thinking about science now and science back to art. Yeah. And the other thing that I liked is that they're actually creating something. Uh huh. Um, how often d does that happen, but also create something that you're not used to creating? It gives you kind of that opportunity to fail and try something new. But I mean, it seems like a really safe environment to just try something. Yeah. We were really conscious about that it needed to be a safe environment. So after the first time they did their first project, we did what's called a crit, which I had no idea what a crit was because it's an art thing. But it's, <laughs> it's a critique. It's a critique, oh, right? right? But like it's a, it's a very, it's a critique just within the class and it's a positive experience, mm. right? Like it's, it's, it's really supportive and, and, and everything like that. But like, nobody would have felt good about especially after the first one but by the end of the semester you know we're like all right we're gonna do a crit on this one and everybody was excited to be able to talk about everybody else's uh works and 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 all that type of stuff and and i think what was really important was and i hope that future semesters are like this but i think it was really good for the students to see diana and i also feeling uncomfortable and like being a bit vulnerable and I think like the more often teachers can kind of show that they're human, they're vulnerable, mm -hmm. they, you know, they can be uncomfortable too. I, it just kind of breaks down things a little bit. You yeah. know what I mean? So how did you, one of the things we talk about a lot is the idea of being a lifelong learner and building yourself up, those sorts of things. Um, what did you learn in the process? What did, what, what did you create? Yeah, so... Uh, one of the things that we snuck up on our students was that uh, at the end of the semester, we had actually rented out some gallery space. And so we actually had them show their favorite work in a gallery opening. Um, and there was like this big party because it coincided with another gallery opening at Weber State. And so there was like hundreds of people there. And so our students had to have their works on there, which, again, they were very uncomfortable with. But they very quickly turned on us and said, all right, if we got to show something, then you guys got to show something, too. Which was fine for Diana because she's an art teacher. I was going to say, so, she's going to have all sorts yeah. of stuff in her upper sleeve. I right know. Now. She's like, all right, whatever. I'll have something tomorrow. And But for <laughs> me, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, And I had about a little over a week to like make something. And so I threw something together and... And anyways, uh, yeah, like the whole the whole semester, especially for me, was challenging what I thought was important um, for, you know, science communication, especially like visually science communication, because I'm very much, again, rule oriented. Like if you're going to show me a molecule, have that molecule be exactly what that molecule is supposed mm -hmm. to look like. And Diana was like, yeah, but like, don't you think that you miss some of the meaning of what you're trying to show if you're just showing what the molecule is? I'm like, yeah, I guess you're... So, like, uh, from a science standpoint, like, thinking about how to communicate this, it was really different and informative to me. But then also from a teaching standpoint, um, 
like thinking about what makes a good classroom. And, and it's not that I stand in front of you for 50 minutes and I talk to you about things I find interesting. And, and so, you know, it, it, I, it's changed how I approach other classes too and, and have more open time for students to be able to think and create, even if it's not works of art and it still has to be science related. But. Well, and that goes into just the scientific process, trial and error. Yeah. Um, artistic process is the same way. Does this work? Does it not work? Do people react to it? Are they reacting positively? I was thinking about the idea of representation as well. I mean, mm-hmm. she's bringing up a great point about how um, a molecule would be portrayed. I mean, you're looking for specific things as a chemistry professor. I want yeah, to see these you want information parts. from it. But yeah. 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 But the, but the actual representation of it could be completely artistically driven. I was I was looking up on my phone really quick. The the there's a book by Mar- about Marie Curie called Radioactive, where mm-hmm. it's completely artistically rendering of what radiation would have looked like to her and how it kind of kind of informed felt. how yeah. she like thought about it and everything. Oh yeah, and it's beautiful artistic, but mm-hmm. it's it's definitely scientific at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, fundamentally, it just makes you think. Yeah. Right. And I think once you kind of put yourself in that state, then you're gonna going to be able to make the connections a little bit more and a little bit deeper but i i'm sitting here wondering did you sculpt something did you paint something oh yeah what did i do yeah what did you do so did you we paint were... a picture of your doggy no <laughs> i painted so I, I i painted uh when we did our painting kind of section i was like engrossed with this new media that i had no idea about which is called encaustic paint which is a wax-based paint hmm. and so you you have to heat up the wax paint and and you work with it hot and then it, you know, when it gets back to room temperature, it's solidified and it's wax and it creates these really crazy textures. I found that artistically, I lean towards messy and chaotic. And I don't know if it's because like most of my life is very rule oriented. And so like my outlet needs to be a little bit messier. But anyways, I just fell in love with this uh, encaustic type painting. And so I painted... Um, uh, I, I can't remember exactly what it's called the what I called the painting, but I think it was something like uh, allotropes of carbon um, under better eyes. And so uh, mm. I painted some some graphene or artistically rendered graphene and diamond and like how it would look if we could see better, like if we could see you know smaller what that gemstone on on the ring looks like that sharp edges aren't atomically sharp they're smooth and and if we could see colors better what would your pencil look like if we could actually look in the uv and the ir anyway so it was my try at being very creative and luckily when i brought it in my students were as uh uh, generous and nice to me as I tried to be to them when they would show me their works. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious now to see it. And uh, all I think about right now is the art that I have on my wall at home, which was done by a three-year-old. Nice. And he titled uh, Octopus Stuck in Fish Poop with nice. Clouds. Ooh. So I'm curious to know. <laughs> I'm very curious to know know the name of that, but that's really fascinating to do that. But I was thinking about the chaos that you were describing in the medium, I almost think I would have used that more to cover up my lack of artistic ability. But you used it as as really that was an outlet. I didn't even wouldn't even have thought of that. So I think there probably is either 
an intentional or non-intentional part to that. Like, oh, if it's messy, then no one really expects it to be great. <laughs> it could be intentionally messy. <laughs> they can messy. interpret however yeah. they want, right? Like, oh, yeah, of course it's supposed to be messy. But <laughs> so, so when you do this again, what, what are you going to do differently next time with the, the next class? Yeah, so, um, so we kind of tried to take a tiered approach. Um, there was like this idea where first they had to learn kind of the science and the art um, and, and, and then, and then we kind of brought that up to a bigger topic and then it was capstone with them making something. And so like the first thing that we did, uh, was I, I, I showed them on a, on a microscope, like way down on the, on the micron level, what the difference is between, uh, charcoal, graphite and colored pencil, because all of them are carbon based drawing materials, but they have all different 3d structures and that 3d structure kind of dictates then how they lay on the paper and how you can use them to draw. And so anyway, so that was really cool. And then, you know, Diana went then on the art side and talked about, all right, here is how you use pencil versus charcoal versus colored pencil and, and, and what works with things and what doesn't. Um, and so we, we, we kind of spent a, a lot of time on that. And then we'd build to like this bigger idea of... Um, you know, representing how how can you represent things um, and not lose information, but still be, uh, you know, kind of artistic about it. Uh, and so I think, you know, the 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 plain teacher in me is like, oh, yeah, of course, it's really important to show them these, you know, these images of what charcoal versus graphite versus colored pencil looks like. But in, in reality, the really important part was them creating at the end of it and so I think you know in the future I'm gonna try and spend less time teaching <laughs> maybe a little bit more time just being with them and creating just like letting them go and then when they have questions then I can augment with some of these teaching moments but you know I, I found uh, some of the times when I was teaching it was only because I thought it was interesting. You know, I was, I was serving myself, really, because I was like, I think this is interesting. Hopefully you do, too. But I think in the future, I'm going to maybe let my ego come back just a little bit and be like, here, you make. And when you have questions, I hopefully have the answers. And then we can we can look at it together and things like that. Transfer from sta stage on the stage to a yeah. coaching model. Yeah. Which is a great way to go. Yeah. It's hard. It's a hard adjustment. Though. Yeah, Absolutely. Especially right? with so, an ego like mine. <laughs> gets you out of your comfort zone. So the other thing that comes to mind, too, well, two things. Um, I remember back to uh, South by Southwest. Um, mm -hmm. There was one lab they were doing where they, they basically took apart some webcams, flipped around mm -hmm. the lens, and then you used that really almost as a microscope to mm -hmm. create some kind of art. You know, put mm -hmm. that up close and take a picture of that. Very cool. And so, yeah, which was a really low-tech way to do art and I remember thinking wow this is art that I felt like I could do I could just get really that camera close up to something but the other thing that comes to mind too is, is just listening to you talk is really how connected everything is you know you've taken things like chemistry and art and you're able to bring them together and make connections and two fields that are traditionally opposed to each other. Yeah, I mean, they're right, usually right. it's hard scientists, yeah. it's creative, and then there's the arts and humanities over here, and they're n never the twain shall meet. And this is a great way to see both of them applied together. Yeah, when you started to describe or bringing chemistry students and art students, that's what you expected. I expected like a junior high dance. Oh, yeah. You know, they're all on one side uh -huh. of the room, and they, all the art people are on the other side of the room, and then they don't ever talk to each other, and nothing really ever happens. 
But it's really cool to see that bringing those two things together just brought out a, a wide range of people, mm-hmm. um, but connected to ideas that people wouldn't normally connect. And I, I think that's a that's a really fun and exciting way to learn. Yeah. Well, and I just think, you know, like uh, uh, above all, I, I mean, uh, the science people might not have learned a lot of extra science, but like it changed them they they told us it changed them right they're like i just think about this differently and you know the, this whole idea of making it steam instead of stem is to have a, a better more well-rounded person and you know there might be a little bit of backlash from you know some traditionalists who are like well you know just stick with the stem or you know let the arts be the arts and but i just think you know is from this class it was my experience that no, it's it's really important on for everybody, the teachers included, to have this inclusive idea, to be able to not say now is science time and now is chem or now it's art time, but like everything everything's important and it all plays together. Now if we could just get the humanities in there too. I know. I have another idea Steam. of doing a steam. 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 Ooh, I like that. There's theme. H steam H steam (laughs) I do have an idea of doing a murder mystery class where you'd like read a murder mystery and then like go into the lab and like do blood analysis and stuff like that how cool would that be? Yeah, you'd get a big population for that. I yeah, think it'd be I, way cool, I'm in. right? I'll, I'll beta test that one All right. you if you want. Yeah, we should beta test it. On that amazing note, uh, we'll wrap it up for today. That was yeah, awesome. No, Thank you, Brandon. Everything's yeah, thanks relative. for having me. Um, everything's relative. I think uh, great ideas getting out of your comfort zone again, even as a teacher, but some great ideas. I can't wait to hear about the next round of chemistry and art. What's the class officially called? Uh, I th- it, it was it was chemistry of art. I I don't I think it'll probably have to go through a different uh, name when we move forward. Yeah. I just think that's too on the nose. <laughs> I like to be a little bit more creative. I made that name. We'll just say the first time. <laughs> Sci art. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. 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 Um, just a quick note. We got uh, we're part of the EdTech, House of EdTech podcasting network. And uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll. Hit you next time with another episode. Yep, I'm Quinn Henderson. You can find me online at Q Henderson. And I'm Matt Winters. You can find me at Teacher Winners. Brandon, do you got any connections on Twitter or anything? Uh, not officially. I know I'm really lame, <laughs> All right. right? You can tweet yeah, at us. We'll track him down That for sounds you. good. Yeah. <laughs> or you can get him on Weaver State's website as well. Sounds Thanks again, Brandon. All right, thank you. Thank you, guys.